Here we are back at Let's Get Spiritual. It's been a week. Hey, we're, we're doing better. We uh, kind of took a little time off during the holidays, and last week, Brother T and I got back together. Had a really interesting subject. A lot of people are enjoying it. Uh, had one lady just stop me and said how much it blessed her heart, and I hope it is you as well, but we have a barn burner today. Barn Brother burner. T. Barn burner. This is one of those, if you went to one of the old... Baptist churches, holiness churches, uh, you'd have somebody stand in the middle waving a handkerchief. <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever have that church? I remember going to a Bible conference at First Baptist Woodstock mm-hmm. when that one guy would stand he up. He was always, um, man. Always there, always waving the handkerchief. And you gave him opportunity to give his yes. testimony, that old boy would speak up. <laughs> we had one in the church where I was saved, called to preach everything. Uh, he did the same. He was... Uh, he was saved from alcoholism, mm. and he had ruined his health, spent all of his money, but been was gloriously saved when yes. he was older, man. And he, he did the very same, almost sat in the very same spot, about four mm. rows back mm. in the center. And when uh, preachers start preaching, people start singing, he'd pull out that handkerchief, and he'd start whipping that thing around, and he would always give his, his testimony. And uh, if people have been listening to this, particular podcast long enough back around Halloween mm-hmm. when I talked about ghosts, spirits, demons, that sort of thing. The first experience ever of being around someone I believe was demon possessed is when I visited him in the hospital oh, wow. as a young man. I was I was probably early twenties. And uh the person in the bed next to him, whenever my friend and I would play some music from the church, would uh, go wild, mm-hmm. crazy, had to restrain them in the bed. And that was that was the gentleman in the other bed that we were sharing because he was dying. He he was coughing up his lungs, man. He just he got to the point where he was mixing rubbing alcohol with water. Oh wow! And drinking it. Uh, but uh, he went on to be with Jesus. But he he enjoyed himself his last few years <laughs> of his life. Was that story in one of your books that you wrote? It was. Yeah, I thought yeah, so. It was. So uh, I I probably have told that story so many times because I'm really interested in. Supernatural mm-hmm. things, spiritual things mm-hmm. like that. Just that's how I grew up. I lived next to a graveyard. Mm-hmm. What can I say? You mm-hmm. know. Right. And so uh, when I really began to experience it in the church and in the realm of faith, and saw that uh, it wasn't just something written in books, mm-hmm. but it was something that was real that we need to uh, listen to the words of Paul, so that we don't wrestle with fresh flesh and blood. But right. these are things mm-hmm. that exist. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I wrote. I I've preached about this guy and written about him a couple of times, and uh, fascinating. Very fascinating. Very, At least very I find it fascinating. I don't know right. about anybody else. Well, I, I guess that's why we call this "Let's Get Spiritual." Everything about yeah. everything about our life right. has a spiritual element to it, and this one today. Yes. Let me just share with you, wonderful lady. Uh, I was talking with. Well, actually, my wife was talking with. And, you know, the vaccines are coming out, and uh, even as of we speak, they're coming out with a new way, a more efficient way of doing the vaccine where we live, at least. It's going to be by appointment rather than being in line for 10 hours and not getting it after you've been in line for 10 hours, that sort of thing. But uh, this person said to us, um, well, me and a lot of my friends are not going to be taking the uh, vaccine. Mm-hmm. And my wife was curious why, um, and... She said, because it is the mark of the beast. Ah. And so my wife, uh, after having that conversation, and please listen to me, I am not uh, saying anything negative about this person who said this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got me thinking. Right. Right. So uh, my wife came and told me that, and it, I kind of chuckled at first mm-hmm. about it. And uh, then I started thinking about it. Think, well, you know, this person probably has some basis for believing that. Mm-hmm. Let me look into that. Mm-hmm. And given that, 
beyond just spiritual things and things like that that I'm very interested in. I'm very interested in end time events and studied uh, Daniel and Matthew and Revelation and things like that. And so I think there's some substance to what we're going to talk about. We are going to be talking about the mark of the beast. Yes. I mean people who are believers, people who are just remotely somehow associated and acquainted with the Christian faith mm-hmm. uh, have heard of the Mark of the Beast. Yeah, Hollywood full yep. of movies dealing with that, and it's just a, it's an intriguing subject. Mm-hmm. Probably because there there's not a lot of information that people can grab a hold of, and uh, and so I'm hoping today that we'll be able to shed some light. And I think it's also interesting whenever we say Mark of the Beast, majority of people immediately begin to think about six six six. Right. Which is not the mark of the beast. Right. That's the number of the number. beast. Exactly. And so, you know, oh, 666, that's the mark of the beast. Uh, the uh, I think this person said, and I have not validated this, maybe you verified it, but uh, said something about one of the patent numbers for one of the vaccines is like 060606 mm-hmm. or something I read that. like yes. that. So, uh, again, that's not the mark of the beast. That's mm-hmm. the number of the beast. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it really gets a little, um, I guess, convoluted mm-hmm. when when the media and when Hollywood and whomever else may be speaking about this from a, uh, a very fantastic standpoint mm-hmm. rather than the biblical, kind of mix mix the scriptures and mix the what we know about the prophetic events. So we are here as two veteran spiritual leaders mm-hmm. saying here's what we think the mark of the beast is and how it relates to the end time right so i guess the first question is are we in the end times are we in the last days i remember dr d i remember and i know you do i was pastoring during the y2k uh time and I think I still have some cans of beanie weenies left over <laughs> and some cans of tuna. you got and, that room that you dug in the backyard. <laughs> yes. And uh, those, were, those were interesting times. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were thinking planes are going to fall out of the sky. Computers are not going to reboot. And, right. Um, and so is this the end of the world? Is this the end of time? And I was pastoring in Sparta, Tennessee at that time. And I remember uh, that one of our members actually did uh, like a weekend conference uh, dealing with end of times because of Y2K. And, um, and you know, so many people have predicted yeah. um, that uh, Harold Camping, you know, is one. Herbert Armstrong is yeah. another. David Berg. Uh, all of these people have predicted. We've talked about that book, 88 Reasons Why Jesus is Going to Come Back in 1988. And here right. we are in 2021. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, how about uh, 1980s Countdown to Armageddon? Yes. You remember that, Hal Lindsey? I do remember that. They came out after the late great planet Earth. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. uh, Which I thought was a fascinating book. When I read that book, I just got chills down my spine. Yes. So, I mean, obviously that's 40-something years ago. So uh, that that was almost uh, a subject that the public had not yet embraced. Mm -hmm. Church people had talked about it for a long time. Mm -hmm. But now we have this book coming out that's from a church person, a Christian person, but it seemed to have been adopted by secular uh, media people. He was being put on secular radio shows, mm-hmm. and 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 so I heard about, grabbed it, read it, fascinated. Right, 
fascinating. Well, the Millerites, even before all of this, you know. Yeah. And, um, but that camping guy, um, I, I think we had talked about him maybe before, but uh, he said 1994, then he said 2005. But when it really took off was in 2011 when he got a lot of donors. They put up billboards everywhere. And then, of course, none of it transpired. Right. Right. And it sort of died on the vine. But, uh, but it, it's always an interesting subject, Dr. Mm-hmm. D., when, when things happen, sort of like what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in social media, when I brought it up one time, um, it was it's during this past year, and I talked about last days. I got, uh, you know how social media does. You get all kinds of responses, and mm-hmm. got a lot of people that are very interested in it. One person, a very scathing remark saying, oh, just like in the New Testament 2,000 years ago, they thought it was the last days mm-hmm. type thing. So... Um, and what I wrote back to that person and said, didn't get in a long conversation with them, they did believe it was the last days, 2,000 years ago. You know what? They were correct. It's exactly right. <laughs> they were correct 2,000 <laughs> years ago, and you are correct to say it again mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. This is my interpretation, uh, Brother T, is that last days began at the ascension of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's the last epoch of time as far as faith is concerned that you had Old Testament, you had the the, the intertestament times, mm-hmm. you had the New Testament times, and beginning with the ascension of Jesus, and in the book of Acts with the coming of the Holy Spirit, right. coming to dwell within believers there initially in the upper room experience, the gospel then being spread to the uttermost parts of the world, beginning there in Jerusalem, as Jesus had predicted, that the last events began to take place. I would even say that the coming of the Holy Spirit to dwell within believers mm-hmm. was the initial act of the last days. Okay, all right. I agree with that, um, and, and I've often preached it that way. You know, I yeah. think what people are thinking about now, of course, is what Paul uh, shared with young Timothy, you know, in the last days, perilous times will come. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think sometimes we forget that uh, in yesteryear, perilous times happened as well. It did. And, um, and so we're definitely in the midst of it now. And so I think that's why there's more conversation right now, uh, Dr. D, um, on is, is the world about to end? Is, yeah. this, is this the last days, you know? Uh, but Paul said perilous times will come. Men are going to be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, you know, arrogant, and and uh, and all of that. And then it says that times are going to grow worse and worse. Yeah. And uh, and we can just sort of turn on the news and and see uh, or feel that right now uh, without a doubt. I. I, I can say one thing I believe with certainty from what I know, and I'm going to make a prediction right now. You ready? I'm ready. The earth is going to last at least 1,007 years more. Okay. At least 1,007 years after today. I love that. I love that prediction. <laughs> so we won't, maybe we can talk about that later, but that, that, I think that has to be fulfilled. There will be a new heaven and a new earth someday. This one will be destroyed. But we've got at least 1,007 years left even if something occurred this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So let me just say again, the last days I believe speak of the time of the ministry of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. coming at the time of the day of Pentecost after the ascension, which followed obviously the resurrection and the death of Jesus on the cross, to give the church the Spirit while here and will end, last days, end with the taking away of the Holy Spirit. Right. So you, 
and you're running talking about parallel, the rapture of the church. The rapture of the church, right. 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 When, the, when the church leaves, because the Holy Spirit came to dwell within believers in the church, mm-hmm. he leaves when we leave. Right. He came at the mm-hmm. beginning of the church, mm-hmm. and he leaves at the end of the church. So I would say that the church age, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and the last days are synonymous. I agree. And just to fill in the blanks, the reason you say a, a thousand and seven years is because of the millennial reign being a thousand years and seven year tribulation. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, I don't think that uh, the seven years or the one thousand years that I would put with the last days. Right. I think I think it's different. I think we will know, and that's what we're gonna talk mm-hmm. about today, the signs of the ending of the last days mm-hmm. and the beginning of great tribulation. Right. Exactly. So, but you're saying we have this earth is going to last, but that's that's the math you were using, right? That's why the math is that okay. way. Okay. Yes. Seven years of tribulation, right? One thousand year reign of Christ, mm-hmm. then new heavens, new earth, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? I agree. I would say so. I think you, you and I agree that we are in the last days. Right. Have been in the last days for two thousand years. Yeah. John, the apostle, even in First John, uh, chapter two, verse eighteen, he called it the last hour. You know, we're in the last hour, and he said the spirit uh, of Antichrist is among right. us. Yeah, and uh, and there, and we've talked about that before a little bit, but there's a difference between the Antichrist and the spirit yes. of Antichrist. Yeah, and uh, and I believe that we can see without a doubt the spirit of Antichrist today. That that opposes Christ and an mm-hmm. enemy of Christ that 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 tries to replace Christ, you know. Yeah, and, um, and the and spirit so, of Antichrist would not have existed before mm-hmm. Christ came. Right. So the spirit of Antichrist has been around the same amount of time that the um, th- that the last days have been. So right. the spirit of Antichrist is will culminate in an individual. Mm-hmm. Who will be called the Antichrist, right. the, Antichrist the Antichrist, not a, not a spirit of Antichrist, uh, but the Antichrist exactly. in the last days of the individual. Well, let's, let's so let's get to this. Get speaking about the Antichrist in the last days and all. Um, what the lady said, and what many others I've read since then. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how serious it might be that the taking of the vaccine is taking of. The mark of the beast. Okay. Okay. So let's first of all identify where is the mark of the beast spoken of. Do you, do you, do you have that? Revelation thirteen right. is uh, one definite prophetic word from John. Yeah, it's where it's specifically spoken yes. of the uh-huh. mark of the beast. There uh, in in Revelation thirteen, obviously for those people who maybe aren't as acquainted with the Bible, uh, Revelation was written by the Apostle John. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a disciple of Jesus. He's probably the last one alive right. by this time. He's an elderly man exiled on the Isle of Patmos for his faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. While there, he receives visions from God. He writes these visions down in what we call apocalyptic literature, mm-hmm. which is speaking of end-time events, written in very symbolic language that needs the Holy Spirit helps to decipher what that symbolic language is, but difficult to understand at right. times. No one doubts that. And is open to different levels and different interpretations, mm-hmm. levels of interpretation. How much of that is literal? How much of that is symbolic? How much of the words? Uh, I've even come to, the, you, you and I both know people say that all the things written from John on the Isle of Patmos that we call Revelation was simply for the events that were taking place currently in the churches in Asia Minor. Mm-hmm. 
I've, I've, yeah, I've heard that. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with it either, but, right, but, but they, there's some really good arguments mm-hmm. for very it. Much, and, very and good. Very intelligent people mm-hmm. believe that. Uh, and then all the way to the point where some people believe that you're not believing the Bible unless there's a literal dragon that comes mm-hmm. and there's a literal thing that happens in the ocean and mm-hmm. there's very, very little. And those people, I think, fail to recognize what apocalyptic literature is like written in symbolic language, just as if we were to go back to Daniel mm-hmm. and read the visions that Daniel received are apocalyptic, or Ezekiel, right. the, the, those different things that we find that have future events taking place, but really, when you have eyes inside a wheel that's inside of a wheel, you know, right. uh, you, th- there's some things that you need to, it's not necessarily the chariots of the gods as we've heard, but <laughs> some things that we can interpret through basic good scriptural interpretation well, language through the years it, it had to be written that way right uh, because um it, it just helps us to be able to <coughs> interpret it uh better yeah. you know and so and some people believe and i and i happen to believe this uh i spent a lot of time in revelation i believe uh, a lot of the reasons either john did it this way or god knew that if he gave the visions this way that see every letter that left john had to passed through the hands of Romans Mm. because they were the ones who had him imprisoned. And he would not allow, they would not allow him to send out letters of insurrection Mm -hmm. against the government. Mm -hmm. So what they saw, I believe, were the rantings of an old man. Right, right. They didn't see the spiritual significance Mm -hmm. of what was written. So for that reason, they allowed these letters to be sent out. You know, in in many ways, Dr. D., uh, that reminds me, I have a friend who is a missionary in a communist area. Uh, now, he can't call himself a missionary, uh, but right. he can email me. Yeah. And when he does, he never uses the word baptism. Right. He'll talk about his pool. You know, <laughs> uh, He'll never use the word Bible study, yeah. but uh, just we had a gathering of friends. You know, And everything is very vague or nebulous um, so that... So that uh, message can get through. Right. The message can get through without yeah. him uh, losing his ability and to And you, continue. being a person of the faith, know mm-hmm. how to interpret the yes. symbolism of the language. Right. And that's what we're called to do in yes. Revelation. I think one of the reasons that um, this uh, COVID vaccine and and uh, is it the mark of the beast, Kanye West, that great theologian. Yeah. And <laughs> almost know. president. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he came out and said, you know, in a rap, I think that children are being vaccinated and paralyzed and and everyone that will will take it, everyone will take it, uh, but that there was a there's a computer chip in it. He either rapped that or said that. Yeah. And um, and those that follow or listen to him really took off on that. Yeah. And and I'm sure that some were listening to that. Others just um, you know, would have said it without even listening to him. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, we all have the theologians right. that we appreciate. Mm-hmm. And, Kanye. Uh, Kanye is right on the top of your list. Uh, let, let me read uh, real quickly that passage of Scripture that's uh, talking about the Antichrist, the beast, and the mark. It's Revelation 13, beginning of verse 16. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Mm-hmm. All right. What a lot of people will not do, and, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but let me read the let me read the verse just previous to mm-hmm. that. 
He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause. Here's what I want you to hear. The image may speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is prior to the issuance of the mark. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's keep that in mind in just a second. But let's talk about um, what this person is saying and what many Christians are saying. I will not take this vaccine for COVID-19 because it is the mark of the beast. Where do you think they're getting the information? Why would you think that they would say that? I think it's been around for quite a while uh, when computer chips and all of that uh, began to uh, be so well known. And um, because the vaccine and because this pandemic is worldwide, Dr. D, yeah. um, you know, this is the first time that I can remember anything has been worldwide where there might have to be a worldwide vaccination uh, that's offered or mandated, yeah. you know, and I think people are putting two and two together. And, um, and uh, because of that, you know, um, I think that's where it's coming from. So... so I looked this up before we got together here in the elaborate uh, podcast studio. Yes. And I looked up one world government mm -hmm. in the Bible. It doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. You won't find one world government. So where does that, do, do you know where that notion of a one world government might come from? Because I think what people are saying, oh, this is not going to be taken in America. It's also going to be taken in all over the world because this is a pandemic and it's reached every mm -hmm. part of the earth. Do, one world government comes from where? I think the, the Antichrist is going to have a religious aspect. I think he's going to have a political aspect and an economic aspect. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think you can pull that from Scripture. Yeah. And, uh, and so uh, that's probably where that is coming from. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and I think, honestly, Doc, that what we're seeing today where we walk up to a door and you can't enter that door unless you have a mask on. Um, we as Americans have rarely been limited where we can walk in and buy something. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, some of us remember the '70s where gas was rationed and things like that. Right. I barely remember that because yeah. you know it was so long ago, yeah. um, and I wasn't driving at the time. Um, but uh, none of us really have experience where we can't just go in and buy what we want. Yeah. And so all of these things, I think, are triggering emotions. Yeah, I do too. Deep emotions. I do too. You know, and, and frankly, those that are texting me and calling me mm -hmm. are scared. Yeah. Um, because of these very things. They're, I think they are looking at the mask mandate and different things like that yeah. and and sort of plugging it into uh, taking this mark and being unable to purchase, unable to buy. What do you think? Well, I think uh, also that those of us who know anything about Scripture at all know that when Jesus is speaking to his disciples in uh, Matthew chapter 24, Four. mm -hmm. he, chapter 24, verses 1 through 8, I think are speaking our time. Mm -hmm. When you get to verse 9 and on, I think we're talking about a time when it's not primarily for this, but those who are left after mm -hmm. the coming of Christ. He calls that time the beginning of sorrows. Right. So the beginning of sorrows precedes what he'll say later in the, uh, I think I wrote down, yeah, Matthew 24, 31, mm -hmm. where he calls it the great tribulation. Mm -hmm. So Matthew 24, 8 
it is the beginning of sorrows and it is characterized by wars, nations against nations, famines mm -hmm. and pestilences and earthquakes. Mm -hmm. Okay, he says after that mm -hmm. comes great tribulation. But these are birth pangs, not the birth of the baby. Mm -hmm. This is saying, get ready, look up, your redemption draws nigh. Right. That's what's going on. So what we are seeing, people are misinterpreting, I think, the signs that the end is coming with the end itself. So what we are in a period of time, beginning of sorrows. There'll be great sorrow mm -hmm. later, but this is the beginning of sorrows. You and I were just talking before the podcast that, you know, it just seemed like the color has gone out of things. Mm -hmm. That... The energy, the life, life in the church, life in family, that sort of thing. It's just we're so restricted and there's a certain undercurrent of fear mm -hmm. around. It's the beginning of sorrows. We don't know how long that's going to last. But this is not the bad, bad stuff. And right. so that has people thinking about these things. Mm -hmm. And I think when it was said, and it is true because I've looked it up legitimate sources, that a vaccine that is being produced has the capability if the government or others would ask for it, of tracing you, mm -hmm. keeping track of you. Like, have you had the vaccine? Well, we'll know before you get on this plane because you're going to walk through a sensor mm -hmm. that's going to say yes because when that vaccine was given to you, there's a marker, they call it a marker, left in your body that says yes, you can continue on. Now, the vaccine manufacturers are saying, we have not been asked to do this. Mm -hmm. Well, you, you remember, Dr. D, if, now correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the latest uh, iPhone uh, updates, they put a, a tracker on there, a COVID tracker on there, if I remember correctly. Um, and then you can go in and disable it, but I think they put one on there, and a lot of information came out about that because mm -hmm. people didn't like that at all. Right. And uh, now I, I vaguely remember reading that. Okay. Um, and so, and I think that to be true. I think the technology mm -hmm. that exists today exists that will make it uh, certainly feasible mm -hmm. that we can receive a mark very quickly. Right. Uh, but let, let me just say the other issue that I saw when I was investigating this uh, scares a lot of people, but. I don't think it should, but let me just say, I was I was looking at the different elements that would allow that tracing in our bodies, and one of those things is an element called luciferin. There's a word. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it is luciferin. Wow, luciferin exists in nature. Okay. Okay. What causes a um, <laughs> what causes a uh, lightning bug mm -hmm. to be able to illuminate is luciferin. The thing that causes a glow worm to glow is luciferin. It's light. Mm. Mm. What was what is Lucifer in the Bible? He is the angel, angel of light. Light, yes, yes. You know, every time I'm with you, I learn something. I, I'm never. When I woke up this morning, you said, "I can't I'm, wait. I'm yeah, gonna be with Doctor D. I'm gonna learn." Never imagine we're gonna talk about a glow worm. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, sea creatures, right? Luciferin. Oh my! If when it's in nature and has that ability to glow mm. uh, innately, uh, organically, right. then that it's traceable. Mm -hmm. That's what is in 
the vaccine, mm. Luciferin. Okay. So you think about that. Mm-hmm. You're injecting into your body something that has the name Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> well, the mark of the beast is going to be uh, a, a deliberate identification with the Antichrist. Yeah. And uh, I, I, the, mark of the, the mark of the beast cannot happen accidentally. Uh, I think it's a rejection of Christ, and it's uh, an identification with the Antichrist, and I think it has to do with worship uh, mm-hmm. of the Antichrist. And so um, our folks don't need to fear That's that it. they're accidentally going to take the mark of the beast That's it. and end up in hell. There is no accidental taking of the mark of the right. beast. Um, what I was trying to say and share with the Lucifer and, the, and all that is that I can see where people who don't see the whole picture go i can't do that because that's aligning me with that but the reason why i read that verse that was prior to the verses that speak of the mark of the beast the very first thing that happens is if you're not willing to worship the beast Mm -hmm. the bible says they shall be killed Mm -hmm. so the people who are left who are not going to take the mark of the beast uh, are people who have already said, I'll worship the beast, mm-hmm. but I don't want to take his mark. Because if you'd said, no, I won't worship the beast, you would be killed. Now, the beast is aligned with the Antichrist, mm-hmm. right? The Antichrist is not revealed until after the last days is over or the spirit is drawn out. Mm-hmm. That is the rapture of the church right. taking us away. So let me just say to everyone who has faith in Christ who is a believer, who's worried, stop your worrying. Mm -hmm. While we might be in the time that's called the beginning of sorrows, where we see pestilence and famine, earthquakes, and certainly we've seen all of those things just recently. Mm -hmm. Earthquake causes volcanic eruption in Hawaii in a place that happened. I mean, it's just all the time on my news feed pops up, earthquake, so-and-so, earthquake, so-and-so. Those are beginning of sorrows. That's God saying, look up for your redemption's drawing nigh. The only way you're going to take the mark of the beast is if you are not a believer, you are around, you say, I will worship the beast so you won't be killed. Now I will take the mark of the beast. The mark, by the way, I had never done this even in my studies. I looked up the word mark. Okay. The Greek word for mark in Revelation 13. It's the word karagma, and the word karagma means an etching usually on a coin. Okay. It's probably the currency of the beast. If you're not willing to... Why? Because the very next line it says, you're not going to be able to buy or sell Mm -hmm. unless you have the currency of the beast. You can hold it in your hand or you can know your number in your forehead, in your Mm. brain, but you're going to be using the currency of the beast. So we who are believers... um, don't have to be worried about the mark of the beast because we're already going to be out of here. Yes. Uh, operation evacuation. Uh, I mean, we're going to be out of There here. are Christian teachers who teach no. Definitely, they are. Yeah, and uh, I don't, you know, obviously some of our folks are going to know. There's pre-trib rapture. Mm-hmm. There's mid-trib rapture. Post-trib rapture. Mm-hmm. Those people who believe in a post-trib rapture see the rapture of the church uh, as the second coming of Christ, mm-hmm. the same event. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me to... You have to kind of alleviate some scriptures to get that to work. And I think the second coming and rapture being the same event 
are the people who misinterpret the fact that Matthew 24 and 25, actually very little of that is spoken about the church age or the last days. Most of that because it says you're both going to be at the will, woman's going to be in labor, uh, and there's, there are going to be many Christs say they're coming. That is typically uh, the way I interpret that. I mm-hmm. Typically is not the right word there, but that's not, the way I interpret that is not the time for us. God said the Jews are going to have seven more years. They mm-hmm. had 490 years total. They've had 483 mm-hmm. to bring about the end of transgression so that they might repent, look upon whom they had scourged and crucified right. and repent. I think there's seven years left, mm-hmm. not for us mm-hmm. who choose to believe the truth now. Right. But the Bible says the people who are left will either be the, the folks who denied Christ mm-hmm. or those people who will be deceived because they heard the gospel truth mm-hmm. and chose not to believe it, but to suppress the truth in righteous, right. unrighteousness. I, so, I know you agree um, because I agree with you on that. I, I've told you before, I'm so pre-trib that I don't even eat post-flakes, you know. <laughs> and so, but one of the main reasons, or one of the reasons is um, you never see the church mentioned after chapter 4 yeah. of the book of the Revelation yeah. until the very end when Christ is coming back. And so he comes back with his saints. Right. I'm, I'm not sure who those saints are if it's not us. If it's not us. Yeah. And, um, and, and then also the symbolism, uh, and we don't have time to get into that today, yeah. but all the symbolism that you look at, um, you would have to ignore a lot of that um, to realize that we are not caught away right. uh, before. You know, the Bible says, Jesus said in John 16, uh, I think it's verse uh, 33, in this world you're going to have tribulation. Yeah. Uh, but that's pressure, that's affliction, that's yeah. sorrow, you know. And as you said a moment ago, the beginning of sorrows. Yes. You know, we will experience the beginning, and yeah. we are. Yeah. Um, but, um, but it's very dangerous to put a timetable on anything. Very dangerous. And and I'm not going to do that. You're not going to do that. No. The only timetable I gave is there's at least a thousand and seven years left I for this that. earth uh, before it's destroyed. Right. So many, many folks have, have said, well, why would Jesus put in the Bible then about all these things if we're not going to be here? Well, let, let, let's see if you agree with a couple of these things. Number one, I think the people who are left who have the opportunity... And I think that's the Jewish people mm-hmm. who have been given the 490 years to repent can look at this scripture as well and say, it was written about. Mm-hmm. We, I can read the gospel in these apocalyptic writings, n- number one. And the other thing, I think the second reason, I'll let you give your reasons, uh, is to encourage us. Mm-hmm. These things are happening. We see them happening. Uh, God didn't... Uh, hide them from us. Paul actually talks about the mystery of the church, the mystery of the church. God gave him the ability to open up the mystery of the church. And then John is allowed to open the mystery of the last days. Mm -hmm. We see those things, those hidden truths that are given to believers to encourage us Mm -hmm. that while things look like they're out of control, they really aren't. God knew they were going to take place Mm -hmm. and they all are coming to a point in the end for the return of Christ. Well, I mean, and that's what we have said several times. We we knew these things were going to happen. And in school, as I said, maybe even last podcast, uh, Dr. D., when you knew the answer, you, you sat there a, bit, a little bit more comfortable. You know, you had some assurance when you faced an exam or a test and knew the answer. 
And as believers, if you read and if you study, in my library, I have over, I counted the other day, over 100 books on eschatology. Mm. And someone asked, have you read all those? Yeah, some twice. <laughs> and so, uh, but uh, yeah. in those books, and uh, definitely in the book, The Word of God, yeah. um, he gives us so much information. And, and I, I agree with you. I think it's for our comfort and also, I think it's for urgency for us to to share yeah. the truth, yeah. um, so that family and friends will will understand what they need to understand. Hebrews tells us too that as we are aware that these are the last days, mm-hmm. that we should then encourage one another. And I think that's what we're trying to do here in this mm-hmm. podcast. For the people who are fearful that if I take a vaccine, I'm taking the mark of the beast, mm-hmm. is to say. No, it could be the same technology. But unless when you take the mark of the beast, I say, I then agree to worship the beast, which we don't think has been revealed yet, then uh, don't worry about it. But But, side note, he could be alive right now. The Antichrist could be alive right now. Um, And um, because, I mean, he's going to be a man uh, of some age, you know. And so it's very possible that he is alive right now. Um, but uh, as believers, as we've said several times, we're not going to have to worry about it. Anyway. So how do we respond to these scary events and all of these things? You know, one of the things I was thinking about early this morning is, you know, we're not asking folks to go and sit on top of Lookout Mountain in a robe in the lotus position. Yeah. And I can't even get my knee to bend that way anyway. <laughs> if I could get it, I couldn't get it unbent. That's I right. You. We'd all have to help one another up, which I guess that's a way we can encourage each hey, other. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to sit around and sing Kumbaya, my Lord. Right. You know, um, and so that's the truth. And and we don't need to violently protest and violently march, you know, or any of that. I think, how do we respond? We pray. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we really get a hold of the throne. We pray. And also we don't panic, you know. Um, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of folks that uh, there, there's a panic in their eyes. Right. And, uh, and true fear. And we're all human. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we're going to have some of that, um, but uh, but we just we don't need to to panic. We just need to to understand that God is in control. Yeah. Um, and um, and and the Word said that it was going to be like this, as I've said several times. I think it reveals to a lot of us that we have put our hope and trust in things besides Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Scripture doesn't say, "Look around; your redemption draws nigh." Is look up. Look up. And so I think that these events should cause us to look up. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've got some good friends who are very political. And um, while I had, a, as I said before, I have a political science degree, I'm, I, I chose to, to stop that. Mm-hmm. And because I think probably there are more bad things on the horizon in America to occur that will cause us to be frightened, um, at least in the short term. Mm-hmm. Don't look at it. Mm-hmm. I'm, well, I mean, don't look at it. Don't ponder it. Right. Don't think, oh, we're sunk. No, we we never put our trust in Washington or we're in Tennessee and Nashville mm-hmm. or in our local community leaders. We should pray for them. But listen, um, Christ ministered in the time of a horrible despot. Mm-hmm. Not only the worldwide leader, but the local leaders mm-hmm. were horrible as well. Yet he... he did his thing and his ministry was not to condemn the government Mm -hmm. but to lead people to the father right so it's a beautiful way that's a beautiful way uh to to put it and and i agree 
um, I think things could continue to get worse. Yeah. Um, I told my church Sunday that that I don't really believe, I hardly believe anything I hear or see right now, uh, and and I think that that could um, get worse and worse as as time goes by, uh, where the media is less and less reliable. Yeah. And um, from any source. From any source. Right. And uh, and we've seen censorship uh, in this last week, like Dr. D. I never really. I thought maybe in my grandchildren's lifetime, but not in mine. Yeah. Uh, but it happens so quickly. I agree. And that, while things lead up to it that we're blind to, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's not really, it's, there were things that were leading up to this that we didn't see because mm-hmm. we chose not to see. Mm-hmm. And so we are there. We are in the last days, whether they last another hundred years or another hundred days. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have been in the last days my entire lifetime. So how do people respond? I think it should take our eyes off our environment and things that we've put our trust in and put our trust in God. Mm-hmm. And that we are to look up and not look around. Right. And that we should be thankful that God chose to reveal to this, this stuff to us early so that we could, as we see the day approaching, gather together with one another and encourage one another. Mm-hmm. We've had... You've been around the world. I've been around the world, and um, we've really had it really good. We really here have. in America. We, we really, really have. have. And um, I've been in some dark areas, and I know you have been in some dark areas. Yeah. And I went um, with you to some dark areas. <laughs> <laughs> you led me to those dark areas. <laughs> That's another podcast. Yeah, that friend. is. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but um, you know, and I love America. I know you love America. I do. And uh, and we just need to continue to pray uh, for the United States of America. Um, but I think it's a good time to, to end in this way. If you are a believer, you don't have to worry about the mark of the beast and taking it accidentally. You know, and the reason I wanted to end my part there is because I've had several texts uh, as a yeah. pastor, several. Uh, Facebook private messages, you know, uh, about this very thing. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that if uh, God sends us a lifeline mm-hmm. and he gave people the intelligence, the ability to produce this, which might, uh, in our instance, people that we love who are older than us, who are mm-hmm. physically weaker than us, uh, I would hate to see us do them harm because mm-hmm. of something that probably isn't accurate. So I think God sends you a lifeboat, you get in the lifeboat, and that's why, because I, I want to continue to do the things that I've been able to do up until now. Is it so okay if God I let it. you take it first? And... Yeah, sure. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> My you. son has already had it. Oh, okay. Uh, he works in the emergency room, and uh, so he's already had it, mm-hmm. and uh, he's none the worse for the wear. Mm-hmm. So okay. um, he's he's my lab rat. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my deal, man. We're going. Nobody gets out of this thing alive. No one. And thank God we've got a place that's waiting for us. Amen. So uh, I'm not worried. Hey, I've got my white handkerchief out right now. Oh, here I'm, we go. Woo. I see you in that third aisle back center. <laughs> uh, folks, thank you for listening. We're going to have another great topic next week. But uh, I hope this encouraged you and helped you. And uh, let's just say once again, look up. Your redemption draws nigh. We'll see you later. Let's get spiritual.